it's an uncomfortable drive home. Any bump you feel, uh, I got home, I had frozen peas ready, top and bottom. And uh, I, I thought I'd have a wonderful day planned of just playing video games. But I, I couldn't even manage sitting up in the living room. I had to just go lie down in bed with uh, peas underneath and peas on top. I mean, that was after crawling up the stairs. Ball, two guys talking about their babies and supporting their ladies. Talking about the struggle. Talking about Big Papa. Oh, welcome to another episode of Big Papas, the podcast for modern dads. I'm Dan Worry-Smith. On the other line, I got Pierre Hamilton. Say what's up to him, Pierre. That's me. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, Pierre. So we're, we're on the phone again. We're getting another... This is the final episode of season two. Yeah. It feels pretty good. Yeah. Can't believe we made it. Can't believe we made it. <laughs> <laughs> It's been it's been pretty wild compared to season one. Just trying to get get together or even get the time to spend on the phone to chat. But we're here. I'm sitting on my front porch, so uh, listeners, you might hear uh, a passing vehicle or perhaps some bird song ambiance. Uh, there was somebody. There was someone. That was excellent. That was excellent elocution. You like that? I might have. I might have put a little emphasis on it intentionally there. <laughs> um, someone was sawing a minute ago. Hopefully uh, that stopped. <laughs> we won't have to hear any of that. But uh, as you know, if you've been listening this season, we're getting it any and every way we possibly can. And uh, Pierre, I'm glad we, we were able to carve out another few minutes to do episode six. We have a really great interview coming up that you did with a friend, and uh, and then we get to take a little bit of a breather before before we come back and bring season three to the listeners. What's up with you, Pierre? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Um, okay, yeah, I have this great story that I want to tell about uh, when we actually decided to get Desmond circumcised, and uh, we actually worked with uh, the king of uh, circumcision uh, as he was uh, proclaimed by Toronto Life. Uh, I think that'll be an amazing story because it was just an experience, Dan. Uh, this guy, Dr. Diamond, is a is a pretty solid guy, and and for a guy who's you know going to be actually like cutting your kid, Dr. Diamond is a hell of a name. So I mean, even just to start there, that's an amazing piece. I got to tell that story. Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, things are good. Um, I'm still looking for more recognition from Desmond, but uh, he is like way more alert uh, during the day, looking around, soaking it in, um, and. Maybe uh, we've gotten a few. Uh, it was a few rough nights, but uh, we also had uh, in the last like, couple days uh, a bit easier of a, of a ride, and him just sleeping some longer stretches in the in the evening, and uh, so that's that's helpful and beneficial. But uh, I mean, other than that, we're just uh, we're just trying to get by. We got a busy weekend coming up, but just gonna enjoy summer, man. It's only here once a year. Yeah, for real. It's uh, we're pretty much halfway into it right now as well, which is. Uh... You know, if you live in Toronto like we do, or many other cities where you get all four seasons, like you said, you gotta you gotta soak it up as much as you can, and usually it's over before you know it. So yeah, we've been trying to you know do as much swimming as we can. Goldie loves swimming; she's just kind of getting comfortable with some water wings, uh, you know, laying in the water on her belly, and we're trying to get her to kick and stuff. And and then of course like freaking out when we're anywhere near a pool and and we're not actually swimming that she doesn't find a way to somehow slip in there. That's a super scary experience. 
And uh, I know b- before we started recording, uh, I was just kind of telling you how over the last little bit, Goldie's been really developing her ability to speak in full sentences. Uh, and we're kind of starting to get out of that phase of she might say something and we don't really understand what it is, which I know is... I always felt really bad about that. You know, she's, she knows that she's saying something. She understands it and it makes sense to her. But but somehow, you know, it's lost on us what exactly she's trying to say. So we've been really delighted that she's kind of coming out of that phase. And along with, you know, being able to communicate more clearly and more extensively, she's also kind of getting, like, funnier and, like, participating more and joking around with us and seeming to remember and understand, like, jokes that we made, you know, like a week ago or something like that. So it's a lot of fun. Zoe and I are both pretty, like... You know, we, we both joke around a lot. We're both, like, riffing and quipping a lot. And so I feel like that's probably going to be a part of Goldie's personality. And I think we're starting to see that come out. So along with just enjoying our summer and uh, making the most of the good weather, that's kind of what's been on my mind recently uh, as far as paying attention and tracking what Goldie's up to. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, my friend. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> you will... Uh... Yeah, you will come to marvel at the things that are said and uh, and recoil at in horror at the things that are said. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I mean, that's a great spot maybe for me to just lean in and say, Dan, I don't want any more kids. I'm you know with you. I mean? Yeah, so I remember I was listening to uh, the last episode and you were talking with Micah and, you know, he was saying it's like four and he was kind of like plotted out like, you know, when this kid gets to this age, then, you know, we'll have like a little bit less on our hands, but then we'll move in with, the, you know, for the for the next one. And I listened to that. I just said, oh, man, this is just in my head reinforcing what it is that I want to do. Which is, I think it's time for me to go out there and just get a vasectomy straight up. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I know. I can even, you say it, and then I, I, I feel it in my loins. You tighten um, up a sorry, little. Sorry, listeners. Sure. Just a tightening, um, like a, 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 just a, a clenching, I would say. Uh-huh. Clenching. That's, that's it. That's the word. Um, and, you know, I was, you know it, 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 for, for a long time, it was just like this thing in the air but you know now that this is actually here we've got desmond we've got zadie um i just thought in my head like and i think i've talked to to jess about it you know we're just like i think two is it and when we came to that decision it was sort of like the the surgery is much easier on 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 my end jess has obviously given childbirth uh twice uh so for me it was like this is something that i could think about now i haven't done it yet but i i you know i, I talked to some people who had and that, that's what uh we decided to do for this episode so i reached out to a buddy uh named alex bruce uh who works in the mortgage industry he's got two kids and he himself decided uh to have a vasectomy and so he taught us uh, and talked to us a little bit about that um there's some interesting scenarios that you get asked uh when you're uh when you're thinking about this when you go into the doctor you say this is what i this is what i want to do there's some questions that alex uh shares that 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 might throw you for a loop um so you want to listen in for that and um we also got into a little uh, a little bit about you know after the surgery what brand name uh, frozen items should you get to to help uh, the healing and cooling uh, process? Uh, so that's what you can sort of expect to, uh, from the interview. And uh, Alex just you know 
came at us pretty raw and uh, and shared his story. And I think that's a kind of an interesting thing. And 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 hopefully listeners will will get something out of that. I know I did. And uh, you know, in the next you know, I guess couple months, maybe once things settle down on the on the the newborn front, I'll. I'll go to my doctor and see what the next moves are. But for now, you guys can listen to to Alex explain sort of the uh, the unique uh, and funny uh, experience of uh, deciding to get a vasectomy and, and getting it done. You mentioned the king of circumcision. Is there like a king of vasectomies that you're able to see? Is there a royal vasectomizer out there that's available to people <laughs> like us what? in Toronto? I should have. That's something I definitely should have looked up. You know, I, I, this damn. If I didn't have these damn kids, I would have looked that up before the show. You know, well, I, that's like I, I should have done it. Dan, I apologize. Who could have anticipated this comedic callback <laughs> when we got rolling? You know, uh, I just thought I thought that was funny. I guess we're gonna have a chance to get into more of that story when you actually tell the story about the circumcision. But the Doctor yes. Diamond thing, I couldn't I couldn't leave it untouched. I had to come back. I think Doctor Diamond couldn't either. Uh-oh. Oh boy, <laughs> definitely couldn't leave it uncut. Uh, but not to take away from this interview, it's a serious topic. I do know that you had some fun in the interview as well, and uh, I'm really excited to bring it to the listeners. So, uh, Pierre, you really took the lead on this episode, and uh, now we're going to hear your chat with uh, Mr. Vasectomy himself, and we'll be back to wrap it up right after that. Yeah. So, without further ado, I will let you introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Alex Bruce. I work in the mortgage industry and sales. I am a big papa to two wonderful kids, my son, Andrew, who is 11, and my daughter, who is seven and turning eight in a couple of weeks. Ooh, so you got a birthday coming up. Yeah, big bowling, big bowling birthday party. Me and uh, 10 little girls. Nice. Are you like... Are you, before we get into it, are you like the kind of dad that goes all out? Like, are you like, are you a tutu wearing dad or you're just like, Oh, I'm in it. I'm bowling. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm playing, and I'm playing to win. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you're, you're really, you're like, this is a competition. You girls are old enough. Like, let's do this properly. Yeah. I'll take full, uh, full use of the bumpers on the sides though. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Alex, Thanks for joining uh, Big Papa's. Uh, obviously, the topic that uh, I wanted to talk about today with you is that age-old topic of uh, vasectomies. Yeah, it's it's pretty scary. <laughs> Let me start with maybe the obvious question, which is why? Uh, well, uh, I am separated, so I was married for quite some time. I have two wonderful kids. Um and I just and I'm in a committed relationship, and it was a conversation between the two of us. Um, it's more my call, obviously, and I'm incredibly happy with the two wonderful kids that I have, and decided I didn't want to have any more. So that's uh, that's that. And what was so you said you were you're you're in a relationship, and you sort of the, the conversation came up, and you know, how did it go? Like, were you just like, Hey, this is where I'm at. Like, where are you at? Was it a negotiation? Like, Hey, maybe I'll change my mind or. Well, my, uh, my partner, she's got a, she has a daughter that's right in between the ages of my kids. So we are, uh, we are a party of five. So we're both incredibly happy with the, the three kids we have combined between the two of us. Would it have been wonderful to raise a child together? Absolutely, but uh, it's just not in the cards. 
Um, so maybe once the, you know, I think, because uh, obviously I am now, now that we're, now that we have a second one, I am also considering this move because it's sort of, uh, to me, I'm kind of like, well, you know, I mean, two sounds good. I don't know, like, that, you know, I'm so, uh, uh, I've talked so far this year already to a buddy of mine who's got four, and I was like, I don't know how he does it. He, he tried to make a play that it, it was it was okay. After two, it got easier, and I was like, nah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I heard, um, I heard three is very difficult. Three is very difficult. Yeah, I mean, I'm like less than a week into two, and I'm already like, all right, this is work. Like, this is work, work. Yeah. What did you, after you made the decision, what was the next step for you? Um, next step was called family doctor. <clears throat> she went through some questions with me that were, I was kind of prepared for because I had conversations with friends of mine that went through the process. Um, the most uncomfortable ones were what happens? Would you want to have kids if one of your children passed away? Um, and I mean, the answer it was still no to those questions. I wouldn't want to have any more, even if something happened one to my relationship or two to either of my kids, I'd, I'd still be incredibly thankful for what I have. So that was, that was the initial catalyst. And then from there you go, you make an appointment. It's basically like making a dentist appointment that's happening. And for me, it was eight months out. Um, so it gives you a lot of time to think about it and uh, back out. Right. Um, wow. Okay. You know what? I'd only done like my like very initial research. So that was a question I did not even consider. Now I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. That, that could that could throw people for a loop. Oh, it totally does. If you're not ready for it, yeah. Uh, honestly, that I appreciate you for giving me a heads up. <laughs> you are you are welcome. So, what was the actual process like? So, you got your appointment booked. You've gone through the questions. The eight months have gone by. You didn't have any. You, even if you had some wavering or not, you were sort of like, "I'm committed. We're doing this." So, it's the day of or, or the week before. What's going through your head, and what do you have to do to prepare? Well, the day <clears throat> the day of. Um, got up like any other day The in where I live. The, the guy that does it, it's on Friday. So Friday morning, I get up 7 a.m., get, get to the hospital, check in. Um, uh, word to the wise, when you're putting on the robes that they give you, they give you two on purpose. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to wear one front ways and the other back ways. Uh, I just came out just wearing the one with the whole back half exposed to all of the old ladies in the in the waiting room because I was it was like a common area so but uh yeah you just I just psyched myself up I was incredibly nervous for the day I mean I can feel my nervousness right now even just thinking about it so um it's a body part that most men probably fell in love with when they were one years old so yeah you go through the process you end up sitting sitting on a gurney I it's not it's a local anesthetic um I found out the day of that people that have red hair, uh, freezing doesn't take as well with them as others. So the initial freeze didn't work as well. So it was incredibly painful and I had to ask them to stop and give a little more freezing. Oh, <laughs> so for any, for any, uh, any gingers listening, uh, make sure, make sure you're all frozen. My God. So you're in there, they're going in. And you're like, no, no, this hurts. Stop. Yeah, it, it, it was, please stop, like, because you're conscious, and uh, yeah, it it definitely hurts. So they they accommodated very, very quickly and apologized. 
<laughs> and how long does how long does it take? The the process from beginning to end, like once they get in there, uh, this this it smells funny because they actually solder it. So they kind of get in there with the vast deference. They solder, I think one one of the the lines and uh, twenty minutes tops, twenty five minutes. I, I think I spent more time um, drinking apple juice and having a couple cookies and sitting on a gurney, re just reflecting on what just happened to me. I'm sitting here thinking I'm like nervously laughing because that's the only thing I can think about because you're telling me essentially you're hearing and while well, you're hearing sounds, but you're also smelling the inside of you <laughs> being soldered. Yeah. Okay. And, wa and watching because I, I just had to watch. Oh, so is there, there's like, you're looking down or there's some sort of mirror? Oh, there was, there was no mirror, but I was definitely looking down just out of curiosity. Oh man, I'm looking down right now to you on myself. I'm not naked, but it's just <laughs> put myself in your mind state. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do it here. Okay. Um, so you go, so I go through all of this and you're sitting in the gurney and they, and they clean you up. They use iodine and it's red. So I, I remember being in the gurney and uh, looking down and the iodine is red everywhere all around me. I initially thought in my state that that was blood. <laughs> so that was, that was uh, very, very, very terrifying. Um, and you're, but you're, you're checked out. You're leaving the hospital within, within 40 minutes of the operation happening. It's an uncomfortable drive home. Any bump you feel. Uh, I got home. I had frozen peas ready, top and bottom, and uh, I, I thought I'd have a wonderful day planned of just playing video games, but I, I couldn't even manage sitting up in the living room. I had to just go lie down in bed with uh, peas underneath and peas on top. I mean, that was after crawling up the stairs. Right. Uh, is there any, like, is there a particular brand of pea that you use? Uh... <laughs> I went, uh, I went no name. So, uh, whatever you can get at superstore. Right. Okay. Okay. I see. So, okay. That's just uh, that's for any of the other big papas out there considering just, you know, you don't have to go upscale. You just got to get whatever works. Something cold, <laughs> something really cold. Um, recovery period. What's that like? I mean, the, the first thing when you, when you do something like that, uh, you're naturally curious because you want to know, Hey, does this still work? Right. So they, they, they do recommend uh, recovery time of about a week before. Um, anyone that I've talked to ha hasn't lasted more than a day. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, well, I mean, you're doing it for a reason and, um, and you just, you, you never know because there is that potential. So you just want to make sure you did the right thing. After, so, you know, it's it's over, it's done. You've, you've gone through the recovery period. I've heard that there's sort of a um, a process sometime, with some where you go in and maybe you you do the old, like, uh, the old uh, test to see if uh, everything uh, went according to plan. Yeah, absolutely. You go, to, like, you bring a sample to probably a local life labs and they'll they'll test it for you you find out within I, I think I found out within a month I mean even just that process is awkward you're going to like a full waiting room of people like here's this cup <laughs> so uh yeah so you find out quickly and thankfully for me it, it worked uh so I <laughs> wasn't have to wasn't having to go through that ever again 
Right, because those peas, you threw out that bag of peas, I'm sure. Yeah, that was not on the, that was not for dinner that week with the kids. <laughs> um, and so all done, it's, how long has it been since, uh, since you had the surgery? Uh, it's been nine months. Okay. And, you know, that obviously I'm assuming since you're, you're chatting and you're pretty jovial here that there's been uh, no real looking back and everything's feeling good and fine. So it's, it's all good. Like it's, uh, yeah, it, it worked. I mean, you, you feel the effect in your, in your head, like a psychological effect, but I, I mean, I felt it in my, in my stomach for probably a good four to five weeks afterwards. Right. So, but yeah, every, everything, everything's good now. And, uh, I'm, I'm happy with the decision. I'm, I mean, I still enjoy and love my kids and they don't need a little brother or sister. <laughs> there you have it folks, Alex Bruce and Pierre Hamilton chopping it up, talking about talking about something that maybe you big papas out there have in mind. I think, Pierre, you made a really good point uh, during the intro about the fact that, uh, you know, Jessica had already been through childbirth a couple times. Uh, we've talked about, like, hey, the least we can do type of stuff as far as trying to be a supportive partner. It sure seems like if the family planning has come to an end and there's no more kids, you know, a vasectomy is the least we can do as dads. Yeah, and I think it's, uh, you know... I, I... I've done a little bit of reading on this, but, um, you know, the process isn't like, I guess it's as, as good as it gets, uh, <laughs> for, for now, right. uh, which is much better than I think it used to be. And yeah, I think that's the, 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 the thing is, you know, maybe in the past, I don't know if that was the thing that was considered, you know, that happened more, but to me, it just seems like, let's, let's make it official. And, uh, on my end, uh, again, as I said, it seems like it's much easier and, um, I think I even heard you uh, during your interview with uh, where you were talking with your uh, with Zoe and the big mama piece. You were like, I wouldn't do it if I could like <laughs> give birth. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it's that kind of thing where, you know, like I accept that. And so, uh, I, you know, me doing this thing that, you know, in some ways challenges something that I've, you know, come to. Well, I've grown up with it. Right. So it's been a, always a part of me. And, uh, you know, but it's a philosophical thing. I think once you get past that, it's, it's, it's just more of a, hey, this is the right thing for us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we don't want to leave, we don't want to leave season two on too somber a note, but you had another thought related to the vasectomy that you, you wanted to bring up here as we wrap the episode. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting when Alex was saying like that piece about, you know, the, the, the doctor sort of asking or one of the questions being, you know, what if something happens? Are you, you know, is your commitment that strong to this procedure that while I know somewhat reversible, maybe that's not 100 um, percent. And so, you know, to be confronted with this question of, you know, if something happened in worst case scenario, would you decide that actually you did want another kid? And I think that that's still something that I'm going to have to kind of think through um, as I, as I, you know, make the move myself. Maybe for me right now, it's still a, a question that's out there because I haven't talked to a doctor. Um, I haven't made any of those sort of next steps. But once that, that happens, you know, I think that I'm going to start to think about what does that feel like? Like, I haven't had that conversation with Jess. Like, so, you know, as much as we love these two right now, I don't know if something bad happened. Would I be able to say, like, we're done still? Like, this is it. Or would I be like, no, I won't. Like, let's try again. Um, 
and so I think yeah that's just like a, it's kind of an interesting thing I don't know uh, it's uh, I just thought it found it kind of fascinating and then had not really considered it as a part of the questions that that, that might be asked well, it's so heavy, man. I mean, I feel like that, you know, the idea of something, some tragedy befalling, you know, anyone in your family, let alone one of your kids, like, it's the kind of thing that you, for me at least, if the thought ever enters my mind, I'm like, no, push that far, far yeah. away. I would even rather think about, like, the nightmarish political news that I'm also trying to <laughs> ignore. Even that is a little better than imagining life without one of your kids, you know, and uh, Zoe and I have, uh, not that we've talked about it extensively in the past, but, like, in the case of, like, if, you know, if 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 we a year ago say when we only had Goldie, like if something happened to her, I mean Zoe and I might have like had a suicide pact or something. Like it's and I know it's dark and and uh, it, it's I don't want to like laugh at it or anything. It's uh, maybe it's just the discomfort of it that that kind of you know causes you to want to uh, just like push that thought away or or treat it as absurd or something. Uh, yeah. But I, that's honest, right? I mean the idea of something happening to Goldie, it's like I couldn't even imagine. And you hear about you know whether it's through sickness or a kid was abducted or something like that. You hear about these parents who are like, there's no peace. There's no escape from that thought ever. Uh, I, I kind of feel like it would go in a much darker direction for me. And, it, and, and the vasectomy thing might not even really come into play. But in that way, it is interesting. And in the way that, you know, our conversations can lead us to these different kind of thoughts. Um, I, I actually do think that that is a really fascinating uh, kind of way of looking at it. And certainly something that I wouldn't have given any thought to and you know the idea of pushing it out of your mind I mean I think that's pretty healthy I think if everything's going well I think you probably shouldn't be thinking about that kind of stuff too much um but certainly interesting and you know this speaks to uh whatever the topic is when you and I get the tape rolling whether it's me and you whether we have a guest and both of us are speaking to them whether it's just me and a guest or just you and a guest you know once the tape starts rolling um we have these open-hearted conversations and they can really lead anywhere and um you know, it means so much to me to be able to spend the time with you and our guests and the experts that we bring in to try to examine these things. And I know that uh, I'm really happy that even though a lot of wrenches were thrown in the gears this season um, and we weren't able to produce the show in the same way that we expected to, I'm really glad that we find ourselves here at the end of another season. I know for me and you, it means a lot, not just to be able to say we're doing something, but to actually have it be done and actually be out in the world and exist uh and to the listeners out there you know it means so much to us that you're with us paying attention and engaging in in what we're talking about and we hope that it's meaningful to you and uh, i know that we really look forward to coming back probably two three months down the road with season three of big papas and just keeping it rolling from there and hopefully hopefully doing this for a long time and continuing to find our way into these really captivating conversations at least for me it's all about conversations, Dan, which I mean, I, I actually have a question uh, for you, which is like, so you, you heard the episode now, You've we, we talked about it, I sort of let you know, obviously, you know what direction I'm leaning in. I don't think you've answered the question. Have you thought about it and, and wh- what would you do? Have I thought about the vasectomy? Yeah. I mean, I haven't thought about it too much. Uh, I guess it's the kind of thing that once our second baby arrives, I'll probably have to think about a little more. Uh, 
I think I probably would. Uh, yeah. I'd have to go speak to whoever the, the king of vasectomies is uh, and find out what uh, what their royal highness has to say. Um, but yeah, it seems to me to be a responsible thing. You know, uh, it's not quite related as far as uh, parenting topics go, but I think guys out there who know they never want to have kids should get a vasectomy. <laughs> uh, if you know for sure, then why the hell not? not and maybe cause or rather spare yourself and possibly other people uh some anguish or at least some some stress right yeah i think it's a possibility for me uh, you know again it's not the kind of thing that i've actually given a ton of thought to but I, we we have given a ton, a ton of thought uh, zoe and i and i think have come to the conclusion that once we have this this second kid that that's going to be it and that feels like plenty and uh you know it feels manageable even though obviously <laughs> that's a relative term and uh, we know that it's going to throw us into turmoil so i'm sorry not to give you a you know a clearer a clearer answer but i think i think it speaks to the experience that that guys go through when they're considering this kind of thing it does have a at least a semi-permanence to it um it is a big kind of commitment and um I don't know. I guess I don't think about it as like a manhood kind of thing, but I don't blame guys that do. Uh, and I'm sure that's, that's a common kind of thought as well. So yeah, it's a definite possibility. And, um, you know, we'll hear more about what happens in your journey on this path when we come back in season three. Uh, I know there's a lot of topics that you and I have kind of been dancing around that we, we haven't even really discussed yet. Um, a lot of stuff related to media and how much do you expose your kid to, how much screen time are they getting. Um, and then plenty of topics as we both get into raising our second kids and integrating them into what was once a trio and now is a foursome, uh, family wise. And I'm sure there's, there's going to be a lot to talk about there. Quad life. <laughs> Hashtag quad life. If you're a big Papa supporter, you better be tagging it. You better be, you better be popping that tag. <laughs> so for myself, dear Hamilton, it's been a blast. Thank you for joining us this season. Thank you for listening to uh, my uh, baby uh, enter the world um, and for oh. all the kind uh, thoughts and words. Um, I think as Dan said, it's just a, it's cool. I like conversations. I like talking to people. And this is a topic, obviously, that um, is a part of my life every day now. So um, I think it's a, it's a great chance for us to do this and to share this thing with you guys. And uh, we're going to look at ways that we can keep doing that. Yeah, uh, we didn't even like debrief on that. That that little recording that you did of Desmond being born was incredible. And then we we had an episode where just by chance uh, Zadie was in the intro and Goldie was in the outro. Uh, you know, really cool to get to bring Zoe and Jessica into the fold, uh, to drag them into the fold and uh, force them to sit down with us for a few minutes. Uh, this was a really cool season, and uh, I'm sure if you're listening out there, you know that uh, that it means so much to pierre and i so uh thanks pierre i look forward to, to doing it again soon absolutely dan all right man well uh signing off big papas for season two we'll see you we'll see you uh in the future we have this yeah.